sure what is more nerve-wracking, taking a test or waiting for the results. But after spending more than a month with vertigo and questioning my sense of space and reality, waiting two weeks to find out if my brain activity is normal no longer fazed me. I was too busy having itchy ears to worry about too much at the same time. I even joined a support group online for people with vestibular disorders, and it was nice to know I wasn't alone. And it was also nice to find suitable means to send my friends, which helped describe my ironic situation. There aren't enough vertigo memes, but there isn't enough awareness for these illnesses. I didn't even know there was a labyrinth in the inner ear until mine was inflamed. I still had so many questions. Why is it inflamed? And I finally found out after my EEG. I'm nervously waiting for a phone call from my doctor to discuss my results. Preparing myself for the worst, seizures, or not being able to teleport to another dimension, the possibilities are endless. But when my doctor finally called, she said something completely different. My brain activity is normal. What a relief. But that doesn't explain the numbness. She said the numbness is most likely caused by panic attacks because my body panics when I experience a vertigo episode. Oh, so it was the vertigo. Yes. But what caused my ears to become inflamed? An infection? Apparently, I had no signs of infection, which was nice to know that wearing a mask and washing my hands works. But say she said they are most likely inflamed by um my allergies ah yeah my allergies my allergies okay i've had issues with my ears since what winter of 2019 and i finally went to the doctors on valentine's day to check up on them because let's face it i may not have had any dates lined up that day but if I'm going to be single at a Valentine's Day party, I at least want to be able to hear myself sing karaoke. So I got them cleaned and was sent home with the notion that I poked myself way too hard with a Q-tip and I irritated my ears. Okay. But then I got them checked again on 4th of July weekend, the morning after the fireworks blasted all night across LA, which I barely heard because my ears were muffled until I went to urgent care and got them cleaned. The doctor barely raised an eyebrow when he saw my waxy ears, as I'm sure he had plenty of COVID patients to attend to, so I wasn't too concerned. But I did notice a weird pain. Then, a month later, in August, I collapsed in my driveway and was taken to the ER. There I was told my blood pressure was high and my blood sugar was low, but Nothing came up in the CT scan. Okay, makes sense. Because I was really hungry. But it didn't make sense. Or does it? Does anything make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Because I suffer from allergies. Okay, let's think. What am I allergic to? Better yet, what am I not allergic to? I am allergic to animal dander, dust, pollen, milk, manure... Basically everything found in a barn. I was diagnosed with allergic rhinitis in high school. Took steroids to ease that inflammation on my nose. 
And coincidentally, I took steroids to ease my labyrinthitis. All these steroids, yet I still can't do a push-up. But that's okay, because now I have answers. Like, I may get these symptoms again. to hear that my labyrinthitis was most likely caused by my allergies, but at least this ringing, itchiness, and imbalance is only temporary, and I shouldn't be worried about losing my hearing, which is good, right? My doctor advised me to limit my outdoor activity because of the bad air quality from all the fires across the west coast, which kind of sucks. After four weeks of dealing with vertigo, I was really looking forward to walking outside by myself. But now the sky looks like Dragon Lords conquered California. Ashy air is definitely no good for the ears, or the eyes, or the nose, or the throat, for any of us allergy-prone folks. I must note that I now notice a lot more people wearing masks outside than they did in the beginning of the pandemic. I guess the dangers of smoke are a bit more alarming than the dangers of COVID-19 for most people. In my case, I think it might be. (laughs) I know people getting over their coronavirus infection faster than I'm getting over my labyrinthitis. The vertigo doesn't keep me down as much anymore, but my itchy ears are still keeping me up. Sometimes I'm not sure if the ringing is coming from a fire alarm or it's just me. Now that I have confirmed my diagnosis, it's been a bit puzzling for some of my friends and family to understand how this all happened. So, do my allergies cause my vertigo? Sort of. However, before I continue, I must disclose, I am not a doctor. I got a B in Biology 101 in college, and I much prefer physics. So all of my information is from doctors and my own research. So let me begin with the history. People with allergies, like me, have immune systems that release a lot of histamines, to get rid of those nasty allergens that contact our skin or enter into our airways. For example, when dog hair touches my skin, I get hives. And when I breathe in dust, I sneeze. My immune system is like a helicopter parent. It means well, but it can be a bit overreactive and inconvenient. When I was a kid, I was really into Animal Planet and I wanted to have my own little animal sanctuary to take care of an endangered species. But I had to switch up my career plans a little bit when my aunt's chihuahua gave me hives. I took prescription nasal spray for several years, but I didn't like the side effects, such as occasional bloody noses, which were not self-inflicted. So I stopped taking nasal spray as I transitioned into a drug-free lifestyle. I just try to avoid being around the things that I'm allergic to. For instance, when I meet a new dog, I limit my encounter to only one or two pets before quickly proceeding to washing my hands. In addition to sneezing and hives, the immune system might even kick it up a notch and send histamines to inflame up the party. Histamines are kind of like security guards, but I think mine have promoted themselves into combat soldiers because now they've inflamed my inner ear and tampered with my vestibular system, which is cooped right inside there. 
The vestibular system links up what I see with how I turn and helps my joints know where to go. But now that my histamines have rocked the boat, I get vertigo, a false sense of movement. My vision freaks out when my head turns and my joints wobble when instructed to move. The captain of the ship, my brain, is now working twice as hard to help this boat get its shit together. But as brave as she is, this captain panics. The boat shuts down and my whole body gets numb and collapses. Quite a difficult shift to balance, but only for a moment. I just have to figure out how to control these trigger-happy histamines, who mean well, but seriously, they have to settle down for the sake of my sanity. So I'm now taking antihistamines, or over-the-counter allergy medicine, and I have now become another woman in her 20s who is not drug-free. My doctor told me to remain calm when I get dizzy, which I think I'm getting better at. The last time I fell down, I didn't cry. And I haven't had this great of a track record since I was four. But what made my histamines behave so aggressively? Probably stress? This has been the least relaxing plague I have ever experienced, and it's not even flu season yet. I didn't get to spend a single day at the beach this summer, but hopefully my beach body looked fabulous when I was face flat on the floor. My doctor gave me tips on how to manage my stress to reduce these symptoms, so I've been meditating. I don't know what this next season of 2020 will bring, but at least I know that my histamines have my back.